Welcome to Antimatter Pod, a Star Trek podcast where we discuss fashion, feminism, subtext and subspace, hosted by Anika and Liz. This week, we're joined by Tim to talk about audience ratings and gender discrepancy on IMDb. Tim, can you please introduce yourself? Hello. I don't know, I'm a writer, a filmmaker and a feminist. Well, that's, I'm never sure about labelling myself that because it seems like it's sort of a virtue signalling. Um, that's what I try to do with my work and my writing. We'll allow it. <laughs> Remember, we are a misandrous podcast. <laughs> You're actually our first, uh, our first gentleman guest. Is it really? Remind me. And it's like seventy-five episodes or something now. Mm. I'm honoured. So, tell us about the IMDb rating system. It's user-generated, right? Yes. Uh, it's basically yeah. It's basically, people with accounts vote a point system on anything that they watch or feel like voting on. Uh, sometimes you do get the feeling people haven't actually watched what they're voting on, um, just because, yeah. Well, that's sort, of, that's sort of what I'm here to talk about, I guess, really. I definitely recall there were one-star ratings for Discovery before it aired. Yes, that sounds very plausible. Before we start, I should just say um, there are a lot of accounts that don't identify them their gender. Um, and obviously we don't necessarily know, and that's one of the one of the things I'm going to talk about, whether the accounts that do specify their gender are actually telling the truth. Mm. I think it's probably the sample is big enough in most cases for it to be a reasonable assumption that it's a fair spread of opinion. But that's what's interesting about uh, IMDB. I had a look and it does break it down by gender along a binary and age demographics. Yes, there's something particularly interesting about the age demographics, actually. Mm. We'll get to that. Sorry, Annika, you wanted me to you wanted me to say why you should, well, you should follow the vote, didn't you? Yes, I'm I'm the one who suggested that you come on and discuss this with us because you're always bringing it to my attention on <laughs> Twitter, and it's sort of fascinating to me that it's fascinating to me that you're paying attention because it's just. Another, like just like I don't pay attention to starship design, <laughs> I also don't pay attention to ratings. So it's, that's just like my thing. But I'm interested when you bring it up because it's it seems like there are these really these pictures of like you know people who like or dislike the Last Jedi or Star Trek Discovery, and. The, you know, even like the differences between Discovery season one and Discovery season two and things like that, there there really is a, like, it's a discrepancy that I anecdotally know, but I've never gone to look and, you know, done any of these statistics work. So I appreciate that you and Liz are both doing the statistics work for me and then can present it to me so that I don't have to pay attention to numbers myself because my eyes just glass over. Mine too, unfortunately. <laughs> so I guess I'm interested in, in why this is something, like why is it interesting to you? Why is this something that you find value in? I was always looking at, I always look at ratings, but I didn't start to break it down until a bit more recently. Coming from Doctor Who fandom originally, there's, also, there's a hell of a lot of ratings there. But people like to list things, they like to rate things in order, all that sort of stuff. And I, I guess that's 
but I've sort of inherited that. I remember you you talking about the because you mentioned I've rated some things before on one of the earlier podcasts, and they said uh, you know that nobody takes everyone wants to take any notice of uh, IMDb ratings, and I can appreciate that. <laughs> I've had my interest in them mocked before on um, on Facebook and so on <laughs> because of the sheer number of people who vote on the site. Um, it's the third most used internet after Netflix and YouTube. Huh. Wow. Um, and you've got, for, for example, I mean, I, I had a quick look at some of the most popular things. Star Wars, the original film, A New Hope, uh, has 1.2 million votes. That's a pretty good spread of opinion, yeah. I would have thought. Enough to iron out any, any inconsistencies and give a, a good representation of what people actually think. Uh, Last Jedi has 570,000 votes, um, so it's still pretty good. And but there is one of the th- problems with IMDb is there are six times as many men voting on The Last Jedi as there are women. Darren Mooney talked about this on Enterprising Individuals recently because he has a podcast called The 250, where he and a friend discuss the top 250 films on IMDb, and. He was yes. saying it's interesting when you look at the bottom 100, the 100 worst films as rated by IMDb users, because no one really thinks that Black Panther is one of the worst movies ever made. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And it's like Ghostbusters 2016 and Captain Marvel and clearly to an yep. extent there's a, a, a group of people with an agenda here. Absolutely, yes. I mean, on, on Last Jedi, uh, the women's vote is 7.5 and the men's vote is 6. I can't remember what the final vote was, but obviously the fact that there are six times as many men pulls the rating of that film down. Yeah, right. And, and you should care, possibly, well, not you, Liz, obviously, Annika, possibly you shouldn't. <laughs> In world terms, it's not very important. But it's by so many people, and people will use guides as a you know i don't want to watch every star wars film so which are the best ones mm. they won't watch the last jedi the lowest avatar has 1.12 million votes titanic has 1 million votes those are rated well fewer women hate titanic there's a little block of one star votes mm. and that's mostly men um presumably because of the romantic I don't know. I don't. Th- I though that's to um, me. So what that I must be like, like people who don't who haven't actually watched Titanic. <laughs> like I'm not saying that that you can't hate Titanic because you can, but my guess is that they assume it's a romance and have not seen that like seventy five percent of that film is is a disaster movie. It's right. It's an action movie. It's it's not a romance. That's the frame. Yes, it could be. It could be. On some of these things, um, well, a lot of things, I think, you find that there's not much... People are not lukewarm. They don't... There's not a lot of things between about two and five. Mm. People either quite like something six and above, or they really hate it. Mm. Um, and people don't really hate a hell of a lot. There are certain significant things, which is what first got me interested in this gender divide, seeing the, where the significant hate comes in. Um, I had a quick look as a kind of context background. I had a quick look at certain clusters of things. I looked at the Marvel series mm. on Netflix. Um, 
and that's fairly instant. Um, Daredevil gets the highest, and again, many, many more men voting for that. Mm. Uh, Jessica Jones is next, which is encouraging, uh, and men don't hate it, <laughs> so that's good. Uh, Luke Cage is next. Um, women like Luke Cage better. De men like Daredevil better, but uh, I think. But women like all the other series slightly better, um, including Iron Fist. Um, but Iron Fist gets the lowest score. Yeah, that's five. So, and I think since generally people seem to agree that this was the worst yes. or the least good, it, it's slightly encouraging as much as it does seem to. It evens out. The, the, it's not um, well. Happily, yeah. Jessica Jones is not hated because of the woman in the lead mm. and an Iron Fist. That women like that, you know, Iron Fist like more. I wondered if that. Sorry, Karen. No, that ranking is in line with my anecdotal information. Like the, Daredevil is everyone's favorite. Yeah. Then Jessica Jones, then Luke Cage, and then yeah. Iron Fist. So that's true yeah. to to experience it's as it's well as these. Yes, I prefer Jessica Jones myself. But same. That's horrible. Got seven points. <laughs> Don't watch Defenders. Um, <laughs> it's my opinion. Well, I like to just. I would be very interested to see how Wonder Vision and Falcon of the Winter Soldier stack up against each other when Birdman and the Arms season is done, because it seems like Falcon and the Winter Soldier is getting overall better reviews, even though no one is actually talking about it and it doesn't it's not very interesting uh, yeah. yes i think it, its score is slightly better at the moment i felt it it's early days mm. yet um, and uh, unsurprisingly women like wonder vision better um, i also looked at the cw series uh, supergirl arrow flash legend of tomorrow predictably enough 10 percent of men hate supergirl this doesn't shock me um no, 5% of women hate it as well. <laughs> That's the fandom. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, Supergirl's overall rating 6.2, uh, but women voted 6.9. But because there were so many men voting 6.1, it goes down mm. to 6.2. Mm. Um, Arrow's far away the most popular. It has three times as many people voting for it. Um, and women also like that slightly more than men do. Um, but the proportion of hate for Arrow is less than 3% of men. Right. Flash, again, women like it slightly more. Um, a higher proportion of male voters than Supergirl. Legend of Tomorrow, there's a slightly bigger gap. Women like it more again. 5% of men hate it. I don't know much about Legend of Tomorrow, but the poster image on IMDb has two women and one man. One man, and the woman, woman is at the front, so I'm guessing maybe... Maybe it's not so popular with men for some reasons. I believe it also has a lot of queer characters. Yes, it does. And right. and racial diversity. Right. Well, there you go then. So, and so also, all of those like CW shows uh, play around with the queerness and racial makeup of characters that have been around since... 1930 or right. whatever so oh, yes so, people get really upset when you you change something about a character even though yes, nothing uh, nothing can be static for a hundred years it's ruined childhoods again that's what it is isn't it? exactly yep. um, ruined childhoods but, yeah so uh, i looked again at the kind of things um 
men vote for men, men vote on almost everything. There are more men, but there are a few things that women vote more on. Um, surprisingly enough, it's something like Orange is New Black. There's mm. still more male voters on that one. Really? Um, Did not expect that. 115,000 to 86,000 women uh. voted on that. But Steel Magnolias was a I found, which um, which more women voted for, probably because most men don't bother to watch it. Yes. Yeah, I can't imagine. <laughs> I can't imagine a man watching Steel Magnolias. No, I, I don't think I've seen it. Well, yeah, it's um, a very specific storyline. I have seen it, but I've only seen it once because it's not very rewatchable unless mm. you really enjoy the performances and they are good performances but it's it was hard it was hard to watch so i'm not gonna watch it again yes fair enough um there's a series called army wives which i haven't seen but again that's um three times as many women voted for that one i wonder um, if they are army wives <laughs> who are watching it uh now i'm, now I'm curious <laughs> well i don't know um, but however, a, a slightly surprising thing is 22% of men gave that series 10 out of 10. Maybe so they're the army men who are watching Army Wives and Maybe imagining. Men. Yeah, 14% of men only give it one, though, where mm -hmm. as opposed to 2.4% of women hate it that much. Um, but the, I mean, at least in this case, the women's voice prevails because the overall rating is based on the women's votes because that's, that's not the case of many things. Mm. Um, Sex in the City, I looked at. Mm. Uh, it prevails because more women voted for it, but it's dragged down quite a lot by men. The vote is, is a lot lower than it would be. Huh. It, um, 13 and a half percent of men give it one star, as opposed to 1.7% of women giving it one star. Interesting. Uh, the L word, yeah, the L word, 13K women, um, and six K men. Wow, more than the women voted that. More than double, I mean. Ten percent of men hate that, <laughs> compared to less than one point seven percent of women. Interesting. Um, you might wonder. That's so yeah, strange wonder how many to me. I, I don't know. It just yeah, it doesn't surprise me in some ways. The Good Wife is an interesting one because it's an even split. Huh? Really? Half, half. Yes, I think because The Good Wife is, it's a bit more mainstream. Yes. Some of these others, it's kind of glossy and high profile and and it at least pretends to be a procedural yeah there are a yeah. lot of weird episodes but it pretends that it's a regular cbs mm. show i just had a look and if anyone's curious er uh, averages 7.7 .7 versus chicago hope 6.8 Oh, Things that are important are, but... to to Liz. <laughs> no, no, I was just, I recall from the 90s and my mother's very, very strong opinions about medical dramas that ER was sort of the mainstream event television that everyone watched, whereas Chicago Hope was perceived as sort of the girly soap opera. Fair enough. Um... Yes, I did. Sorry, I meant to look it up and I forgot. Um, Gilmore Girls is the last one I have in this thing. Uh, that's two to one women in terms of voters um, and a, a kind of 1.1 point difference. Huh. Um, now, an interesting thing about Gilmore Girls is that young women like it because the votes, the, there aren't many, when I say young women, that's under 18. Mm -hmm. 
there aren't many voters are it's almost too small a sample to make anything out but the funny thing is they seem to be very hard to impress they don't, they don't like much at all um, but they really like gilmore girls and young men love gilmore girls they love huh. it. again it's not a huge sample it's no no women but the young women thing is it gets really interesting in other places um when you get to Discovery, for example. Yeah, I'm oh, super interested. <laughs> um, but then we should talk about science fiction soon before people switch off. People are very accustomed to our digressions. <laughs> we yes, digress. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I looked at Game of Thrones. It's actually, as far as I can tell, it's the highest voted for thing I could find on IMDb anywhere. 1.7 million votes. Wow. I'll believe Which that. I it was a cultural phenomenon. Sort of makes sense. Yeah, because it was. Yeah, exactly. One thing I found slightly uh, men, is the ratings are even between men, male, and female, roughly. Um, I don't. I think maybe a half a point zero in it or something. Um, the, the men, there are four to one voting, which is a slightly smaller proportion than something. Um, and interestingly. Men, men hating it is slightly higher. More men hate it, which has surprised me. I would have thought, if anything, there would be slightly mm. more resistance from women to Game of Thrones. Um, but maybe, maybe they're objecting to the strong female characters. I don't know. <laughs> uh, certainly, my mother was a very big fan of Game of Thrones. And whereas my brother was like, really? You're watching that? I looked at both iterations of Doctor Who hmm. it gets to, it's more interesting from the modern one in some ways the older one there's a lot fewer voters of course people who've seen it who are using IMDb um, and that there were more women voting for old Doctor Who than I thought there would be because being in from being in the fandom sort of back from the 80s there were hardly any women about Mm. Um, but I guess a lot, a lot of the youngsters have gone back now and looked at it. Yeah, yeah I will say. Inspired by the series. I don't know a single like you're the only man I know who has even seen the the, the pre Ninth Doctor series. <laughs> They're all women. Right. All, all of my Doctor Who fans are women I of the old of the old yeah. two. I will not go that far, but. Uh, I watched it a little bit as a kid, but when it returned in 2005, I liked it okay, but then I went back and watched Classic Who and liked that more, and I, that's the experience of a lot of my friends, and like, I contributed to Chicks Unravel Time, and I co-edited Companion Piece, and it was so easy to find contributors with a lot to say about classic Doctor Who. I think it's it's probably a British experience then. <laughs> I went to a thing with Katie Manning um, like a year or two ago. Katie Manning was the only, I think, yes, Katie Manning was the only woman in the room. <laughs> and I was pretty much almost the only straight man in the room. <laughs> that's, that's what British Doctor Who fandom was like for a long time. There's anything wrong with that. That's just fine, fine. but it's just it's obviously a different experience. I remember in the 90s there was sort of this perception that Doctor Who was for gay men and straight men were into Star Trek because Captain Kirk is so manly. Uh -huh. 
none of that makes sense to me <laughs> but mm. like I, I'm, I'm sure it was true to your life but I'm just Super like wow a British what? and Commonwealth thing I think yeah modern, modern Doctor Who's in proportion is much better than most series now it's still two to one male to female voters but that's actually pretty good for IMDb that's quite a lot of women um, the classic Doctor Who is almost the same actually overall but then as you go up in the age brackets to the old guys, that's my, my generation, it is mostly guys voting. Um, but, the, but the interesting, what I did was I compared his last season with Whitaker's first. Mm. So obviously there was quite a bit of resistance to Capaldi because some people don't like um, Moffat's writing. They think it's too clever or it has been accused of misogyny and that sort of thing. So or at the very least sexism um so anyway yes season 10 probably with the season with bill um it's got 7.5 average overall each story that's it's pretty consistent throughout there's a couple mm. of things that people don't like but um and a 2.3 percent one star vote so that's pretty insignificant really yeah. tiny vote. and women like it slightly more um overall and we get on to season 11 which get the average is six or below for each story. Now, fair enough, a lot of people have issues with the writing in the Whitaker era, and I am one of them. I stopped watching after Rosa. Yeah. Like, I love Whitaker as an actress, and I really love the cast, but I just cannot with Chris Chib Chibnall's writing. Yes, fair enough. There are certainly, there are, there are lots of things about the writing in that era I, I wish were better. Mm. But the, the one star votes, that means people really hating it because they can't give zero. It's 15 to 20% oh. average over the stories. So that's a big block of hating votes. Yeah. Right the wow. And that's, you know, fair enough. You give, I I'm, tend to be a bit of generous with my ratings. I don't think I gave everything anything lower than a five. But I, I can understand people giving them twos and threes and fours and stuff. But there's hardly any twos and threes and fours. It's just loads and loads of ones. But young men really like the Whitaker stuff. That's interesting. They just, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm aware of certain people on, I talk to on Twitter who really love it anyway, but they're not, I don't think any of them are young men, actually. Um, <laughs> but, but yes, uh, but apparently that's, that's a, that generation seems to really like what they're doing at the moment. Young men seem to like quite a lot of things. Yeah. Um, that older men don't. Right. Um, I, I don't, I don't think that's super surprising because. No. No, I no. can see that generational difference a lot, and with yeah. older women too. So yes, yes. Anyway, Rosa and Kablam, um, mm -hmm. young women really loved that. Interesting. Love those two, but other than that, young men scored higher than almost any other group of the Whitaker series, and young women scored lower than almost any other group. <sighs> all the time. The young women's votes were really strained, I thought. I just mm. I, I expected them to really like it. But just, you know, just a, just a simple fact of the Doctor being a woman. Yeah, like that, I was going to skip the Chibnall era until he cast Whitaker, and then I gave it a chance. And I wonder if there is a, a, a greater willingness to overlook just the presence of a female Doctor and be critical regardless. Or if it's just that sometimes no one hates women like other women. I don't know. Yes, I suppose it could be disappointment as much as anything. But yes. they, they really 
fiercely wish it was better. Yeah. I don't know. I can um, imagine that. Anyway, I tried, I tried looking at, let's talk about Star Trek for a bit, uh, Dis Disco versus Orville. There's not a huge difference between them. The ratings are not that different. Disco's is lower, mm. um, which frankly surprises me. I mean, it's more uneven than the Orville, I think. Yes. But at the same time, the Orville's le level is quite a lot lower, as far as I can tell. But 100,000 people voted for Dis Disco and eight times as many men. This, this makes sense. Right. This, this yeah. is where the problem comes in. Yes. <laughs> I took a look. Point one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you did? I took a look the other day and I noticed that Star Trek Continues, the fan series, actually has a higher average than Discovery. And I'm like, this is so embarrassing. Yes. Um, yeah, if it was down for women, it would be rated 7.8, which is still lower than the Orville, by, from both sexes. But... Uh, the women, yeah, the men voted 7.1. So the men's voted, men's voice there is prevailing. This mm. is why I think it's nice if more women voted just to get the. I, I went through the first season of Dis Discovery. The Vulcan Hello, the vote is evenly split. They're not kind of, no, no one hates, but mm -hmm. we've got this really weird tiny sample of young women, three of them, <laughs> three, who all gave it, who, who all gave it one. <laughs> um, Ladies. If you're out there, get in touch. Tell us why. Yeah, that's super um, interesting. Well, it's, it gets it gets slightly more interesting in a way, and it's a bit, a bit suspicious because they give the same vote to every single episode of the first season of Discovery. Yeah. See, you'd think they would have stopped watching. What <laughs> exactly? That's what sounds like manipulation. That, yeah. Because it, it, it sounds like yeah, it sounds like those accounts are probably not young women. Probably. Yeah, and I, and I started wondering about the, the general low score for loads of stuff. I mean, like Luke Cage, for example. Young women didn't like that at all. Mm. Um, and young women liked the Defenders less than everything else. And I just wonder if there's a certain amount of accounts going around just trolling. Um, I know my, my feature film had, it has very few votes. It has about 12, I think. Um, there's hardly anyone seen it. But it got two one-star votes early on and one of those then disappeared later on and i think that's probably because it was it, it was probably just an account going around voting one star on all sorts of things yeah uh, and that obviously happens i looked at ghostbusters the 2016 ghostbusters and oceans 8 mm. because obviously they're both beloved franchises right been hijacked by women um and what you've got on there is there's actually an announcement from IMDb that says we've got we've noticed unusual voting activity on these films, so we've hmm. suspended our usual rating system and adjusted it in a different wow. way. And even even with their adjustment, there's this massive massive block of hate on the Ghostbusters one, especially as as you would expect. Um, I I didn't register I didn't write down how much it was, but it's it's huge. Um, so they've still, they've still got, both got very low ratings. Ocean Day's not too bad, but Ghostbusters is pretty bad, mm. um, even with that adjustment. But they've obviously, they've noticed that. Um, I did wonder whether it was worth actually pointing out to them, these, these three young women who apparently hate Discovery so much, <laughs> just to see if they have, a way to, have ways of checking on the account, um, just to see, you know, see if it seems likely. Can I clarify, it's not like Amazon or Goodreads where you can click on a user and see all of their reviews? No, uh. I think 
to be honest, I think that's probably a good thing. Yeah. I think it can get very personal. I mean, you, you can click. Yeah, if people have reviewed something, you can click on all their reviews, mm. but not just rating it. Right. That, yeah. The ratings are separate from that. You can't identify. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I would like, in some ways, I'd like to be able to see other demographics for the voters. Sometimes mm. it gets quite frustrating to see, to know, you know, about things like Luke Cage, whether there's other stuff playing into the vote. Right, that yeah. Race, that for example. Nationality. Yeah, but exactly. Yeah, exactly. What what happens when you know the uh, Latino Supergirl arrives? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, what, yes. What's going to happen there? Mm. Um, anyway, let's uh, let me carry on with Disco. Binary Stars. Um, the men liked it. Um, Seven point four. That was their vote. Um, and more men liked Context is for Kings as well. Um, so it, there's not a massive amount of hate. I I recall from Reddit, especially with context from Is for Kings, there was a general sense on the subreddit of, ah, oh, finally a man is in charge. <laughs> Definitely. Right. And look how that worked out. And they also all like basically considered the first two episodes as like a prequel to the mm. and context with Kings was the actual real first episode. Uh, fair enough. Okay. Um, so it's yeah, it's pretty consistent. Sevens. Most I, did, I stopped looking because it was fairly consistent. Um, mm. I was a bit surprised that the women liked the mud episode better. Uh, choose your pain or magic to make the sanest man go mad. Uh, choose your pain. Yeah, for me that was actually where the season clicked, and I felt like I finally understood what the show was doing. Fair enough. And the ratings go up over the course of the season, mm. um, That's except good. that men. Men dislike. Will you take my hand? I couldn't remember enough about it to figure out why they. But that that, sudden, that one suddenly drops. Well, I dislike. It may just be that quality again that when it's, it does that, it does actually work. The, the, the quality control that some people just dislike episodes that are not very good. Sometimes it happens. I don't want to suggest that men as an aggregate could be right or something, but it happens. <laughs> Not all men, obviously. <laughs> oh, indeed. Right, there's uh, Forget Me Not, mm -hmm. because I don't remember. 15% um, of men. Oh, that's the Khan, that's the um, Narn episode, isn't it? Uh, yes. Post of, post of departure. Yes. Um, Another episode I don't like. <laughs> right, well, there you are. You're in agreement with the men. 15% of them gave it one star. What does that mean? <laughs> I'm in agreement with the men? <laughs> I have a theory, but it's based in stereotype in that I'm going to assume that more male viewers have seen a lot of Star Trek and thus, like us, went, yeah, we've seen this episode before. Whereas to newer viewers, this is their first time with that story and it's a legit good story. Yeah, well, I, I quite enjoyed that. it. I can, I can see that. I really like Narn, so yeah. um, that played into it. But it was, it did feel like another one of those things where a character gets an episode just as they depart. Mm. And you kind of wonder why she was there in the first place, really, except yes. to do that episode. Especially um, since she didn't end up coming back. I really no. expect her to come back and make it all make sense. Yeah. 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 Um, but some, some episodes surprised me. Scavengers, for example, 12% of men gave that one star. And I thought that was quite sort of reasonably action-packed. So 
Which one is scavengers? Uh, it's uh, Giorgio and Michael go on the run to rescue Book, and they pick up Rin. Your Romeo, your Wait, is this Rin? Is it's Rin's yeah, first episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. See, I love that episode. <laughs> it's a good episode. <laughs> but it, it's like Star Wars, the Star Trek episode, <laughs> or Star, Star Trek, the Star Wars episode. One of those. But then you've just you've just reminded me that it's it's two women that go off rescuing, so maybe that has and something to do with it. I don't know. Also, there's a significant proportion of Trekkies overall who do not like action in their Star Trek. They want people talking around, having a conversation, and but minimal... the, but this had both. That's what I made know, it so good. I know, I know. But it was two women, a black man, and a disabled Andorian. So. Yes, I can see where that, yeah. they wouldn't want. Yeah. They wouldn't be for that. In contrast, only only a quarter as many women hated that episode. Mm. Um, Sanctuary, which I actually I can't remember what Sanctuary is, but twenty percent of men gave that one star. They really didn't like that. I didn't like it, but it's not a one star episode. Well, no, that's the thing. Is that people people are a bit extreme in that you know they they dislike something. They don't yeah. mild. Like I think really, really dislike. I think I'd be more like you and then it's like if I don't like it it's maybe a three yeah but but you know other than Prometheus I can't imagine giving it one star to anything you didn't like Prometheus I don't remember any of it it's the alien it. the aliens yeah, yeah, prequel yeah. Yeah. where she like <laughs> uses a medical pot to okay yeah I can have an alien abortion I enjoyed it but it was not a good movie <laughs> And they yeah. drop a they drop a spaceship Maybe. right on top of Charlize Theron, who is clearly the best character. Yeah, no. You'd give Code of Honor more than one star, would you? Um, no. I mean, I guess no. But <laughs> but see that that's where it's it sounds like it would take so much effort to go through and rate every single like Star yeah. Trek: The Next Generation yeah. episode. I can't mm. like I would skip Code of Honor because like. Or maybe maybe I should like because I I know my answer for that, yeah. but I but the ones that I don't have a clear answer for it's like, do I really need to go in and, <laughs> and do this one? So I I think yes. that if I was like in a routine like I watch the episode and then I go and I would probably give myself forty eight hours and then go and rate it like maybe I could get into the swing of things, but going back and doing it seems. It's sort of like why I haven't watched Grey's Anatomy. It's like mm. there's just too much. I can't mm. handle it. Yeah, no, I completely get that. I haven't actually, I haven't rated everything I've watched. I've had lapses, um, and I haven't rated every episode of Discovery or anything like that. Um, the last two thirds of season three of Discovery is, is dragged down by the men's votes. That's so strange. Really? Sinks slowly, yeah. Um, and I wasn't sure why that was. I mean. Um, and a lot of men, and obviously I'm stereotyping, but a lot of men really were upset that grief and a child's grief mm. at the loss of his mother was I... the the you know the big monster behind the burn. That the the secret yes. was emotional, and they don't like that. And... Right, but it's yeah, it's a kind of general trend though. It's not it's not like one or two episodes. It's sort of the whole season, or the whole the, end of sort of yeah. The end. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to assume that there's a considerable cultural overlap between the men on Reddit and the men voting for I on, on IMDb. 
rating things. And I just think by the second half of season three, a lot of guys were like, oh, Michael is still the main character. And now Tilly has authority. And where is, where is my white alpha male captain? Why is Saru in charge? Even Jojo would be better. Yes. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. well, yes, well, that, that hope is you too. The end of the season, uh, yeah. When men voted six point two as opposed to women, gave it eight. Wow! So that's, that's really a fair, that's a fair difference. But the, for women, voters are less than one in ten for that episode. All right. So see so now, I want to go vote on those yeah. episodes <laughs> so that I can can contribute to getting it back up. Yes. Um, the one episode that men did seem to like a bit more was that there was a tide because that's kind of pew pew. Mm, mm. Taking back the ship, I, I, I suspect that uh, yeah, that, that probably why they didn't like it. I don't like it a bit more. There was oh yeah, there was an episode which stuck out a bit. Such sweet sorrow. The season two finale. It's actually the first episode of those because the two are. Yeah. Uh, it's the first one that they don't like the men. And um, then they and do I, like the second. I mean, well, the that's just fire for a second. Yeah. <laughs> that's just wrong. Um, Those people but, are wrong. <laughs> well, yes, but I, I, I looked at it. I, I thought I couldn't remember, so I watched it again to see what it was about. And I thought, oh well, Poe saves the galaxy, and there's a lot of stuff with friendship between Tilly and Poe. Mm. Um, on the other hand, women didn't like the episode much either. Um, but it's it's the younger women who don't like it so much. It's like they're under thirties. Those two groups. Under 18 and under 30 don't like it. The older women didn't mind it. It can't all be Cornwall fans. Can it? <laughs> well, obviously, you, you two are probably a bit more gutted about Cornwall than I was. I, I, I liked her. <laughs> Honestly, oh. I mean, yes, but it was the end of that episode, the end of the second episode that really I get like unable to speak rage <laughs> when, when I watch it. I just. Right. I, the last like five minutes are just so wrong in every way, but you know it's okay. It got fixed because there was a season three, and season three mm. was mm. all about discovery characters, and it worked right. out. But yeah, as I recall, yeah, the last five minutes is basically them covering up discovery. Yeah, uh, and suddenly it's a backdoor pilot for Strange New Worlds. Explaining why Spock never talks about Michael and that sort of thing. It, it, which is something you never needed to explain. No, no. Every time it comes up, I have to have this rant. <laughs> okay, well, that's fair enough. Looking at the Orville, which I, I actually I haven't finished watching season two yet, so I can't. I've seen gets... none of the Orville. Mm. Okay, well, it rates. I go ahead an and eight. spoil. It rates an eight, which is higher than any Star Trek except Next Generation. Voyager and Deep Space Nine get in the sort of mid-high sevens, mm. um, but I and I don't understand that. I don't. I think the Orville's trying, and it has some good stuff, and it's obviously sincere, but it's not an eight, um, and it's not. It's not better than the best of Discovery. It's not well, much better than the worst of Discovery. Sometimes. Again, I've seen none of the Orville, mm. so I can't like speak to the show itself. But what yeah. I've what I understand from seeing people talk about it online or speaking with people at conventions, actually, 
they consider the Orville to be closer to Star Trek yeah. Next Generation than Star Trek Discovery. Like Star Trek Discovery does isn't Star Trekky enough for them, whereas the Orville is somehow Star Trekky. And but some people have said that it actually like redoes Next Generation episodes. It's very. It feels very by the book a lot of the time. Mm. Um, and I, I've been. I don't know. I don't. I'm say. I think it's obviously sincere and it's trying hard. So I don't want to hate on it. But sometimes there was one episode where I was, I was kind of almost doing cliche bingo with the dialogue because there were so many sort of rote lines, stuff that you know you could they could fit into almost any situation. It was it was not fresh or interesting mm -hmm. writing. It kind of. Mm -hmm. But one quarter of all the people voting for it rated perfect. So they really do love it. I wonder how, in the long run, the Orville will stack up against Lower Decks, which is very nakedly a homage to next-gen era Star Trek. Like, so Maybe. far, Lower Decks is doing better than Discovery, but it's not innate. I mean, not to generalise again, but I'm <laughs> going to generalise. And... I've heard a lot of, you know, the people that don't like Discovery because it's not Star Trek enough, quote unquote. And it's not like, and, they, and you say, what is Star Trek? -y? And they're like, next generation. And so the Orville is more like that because it's next generation. And it's so if, if the Orville is a rote redo of next generation, just with 2015-ish, I don't know where, effects and budget mm. and then you know it, it's it's those people who want things to be the same who don't who don't want there yeah. to be new stories or new ideas or anything that takes something like the federation of planets and and puts it into a microscope and, and says you know let's actually dissect this and and figure out what it means which is what discovery is doing well, they just want it to be you know be familiar and and feel feel good mm. it uh, could also just simply be people who don't watch television that's not 90s era trek and it's sort of a phenomenon i see on reddit i saw it in some of the reviews of next gen on imdb you know this is the only television i watch and i know it's shocking to me but if that's the level of television literacy you have, then a, a modern reproduction of Next Generation really is going to be the only new television you like. Yeah, it's interesting that it does, it plays with some of the same kind of progressive ideas as mm. Discovery. You know, you have the, um, the male married couple on board uh, and it does try to deal, the trouble is it, it feels a bit, unfortunately, a bit like a sitcom. Yeah. The, the sets, the sets, part, partly the humour, but also the sets are so bare compared to Star Trek sets. They're kind of under-designed. There's mm. lots, loads of space all around the characters, and loads of blank walls and things, and it kind of looks, it makes the whole thing look not exactly cheap, but somehow less serious. So that when they try to deal with something semi-serious, like a porn addiction in one mm. episode, it kind of the whole design of the program works against it being, you know, effectively serious. That's so interesting. 
I've never really thought about set design in that way, but... Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, I get that feeling when I'm watching it. It kind of looks like a sitcom. As if it's... They've got the amount of furniture you need to fit into a 4-3 frame, but it's the 2020s and they're filming in widescreen. Yeah. Yes, maybe. Yeah. Uh, um, the... Surprising thing to me about this was that women like it as much as men. I, I find that very odd because they don't do that badly by their women characters, but they don't do well by them. Really, I mean, I know people who watch it and they're like, "It's a perfectly enjoyable way to spend an evening. It's mostly inoffensive. It's comfort TV." Yes, that could be. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Uh, well, that's a, that's about as far as I got. Really, I don't know. Did you look at Picard at all? I didn't look at Picard, actually, no. Um... I did. <laughs> okay, that's good. I don't remember numbers, but it, it averages a seven point something, higher than Discovery, lower than Next Gen. But it's really notable that the only six point something, like 6.9, comes with the young female demographic, the the teenagers and I haven't gone through episode by episode but I'm wondering if the drop-off comes when Soji is sort of sidelined as sidelined as protagonist right okay so it starts off better and then it I haven't looked but that's sort of how the season yeah. went <laughs> the, the season definitely forgot that Soji was important hmm and she's also saddled with the relationship that, like, Tumblr feminists would hate <laughs> the relationship between Narek and Soji. Mm -hmm. Even though the, like, the, the series also paints it in a bad light, you know, like, it acknowledges that it's a, a, a messed up relationship where he was lying to her all the time. So... But I just, I, I definitely have seen plenty of, like, I'm in the Raylo fandom, and so I know <laughs> that there are many, many people out there who are that young women age range who do, they're very black and white thinkers about mm. this kind of thing, where it's like, if you're in a toxic relationship, I have to be completely against everything that happens, because right. that's how I prove that I'm healthy. Yeah, that might account, I suppose, for the generally, you know, allowing for the fact that the discovery thing is probably some kind of, yeah, some kind of conspiracy. Um, it might account for the generally low votes across IMDb that young women give all sorts of things, that maybe if they find something, that, as you said, they find just one thing that they object to, mm. kind of means that they hate, because their votes are low all over the place. There are very few things that they really like. That's so interesting. Yeah, I looked at the top 250 films, and which I'd looked at before, um, and, and the top 250 TV shows as well. The top 250 films, it's, I mean, they're good films, but it's very much a boys' list for a lot of yeah. them. I mean, without without uh, without Japanese animation, it's hard put to find many films with female leads and stuff. I remember hearing Darren talking on enterprising individuals about how. You know, it's the top two, uh, the Shawshank Redemption and The Godfather. And I love The Godfather. It is an amazing movie, but it's, yeah, such a 
masculine cliche to choose the godfather i remember yeah. and this was like ages ago but uh afi the american film institute came out with their top 100 films of i think the first hundred years so it'd be like this would be 20 years ago but my brother and i decided that we were going to watch all of them and see what we thought <laughs> And what I thought was, wow, there's no women in these films. Mm. <laughs> like, there are just so many. Whereas there, if there were maybe like a, a wife at home <laughs> was the best you got. And so it was, and it, part of it is just that, again, if you're looking at films from like 1900 to 2000, there were more men in general. Like all, there are more films made by men and for men and about men. But it's, but it's also that something like The Godfather or Shawshank Redemption or Master and Commander is going to be mm. considered like more seminal and important and like ha has this, you know, grounded thing in yeah. to a quote unquote chick flick mm. that like yes. even Thelma and Louise, which I would say is very sort of has a reputation for being meaningful and important it's still like would be considered a chick flick compared to the godfather of shawshank redemption yeah yeah this is what i was thinking in terms of um say if you put something like breaking bad up against army wives that a man a man descending into cool criminal activity is considered far more important and meaningful than, than whatever women might be doing when their men are away being soldiers yes yes so, Unfortunately. Uh, yes. I have pulled up Star Trek Continues. It averages, as I said, 8 out of 10 out of only 2,565 voters. Raters? How would you... What's, what's the word you'd use, Tim? Voters, I suppose. I don't know. Mm. Uh, yeah, probably voters. Yeah, voters is what I've got on my document that I've written <laughs> out of this. Yeah, I mean, you have to, I mean, the massive, massive respect to the sheer amount of work they put in to duplicate the 60s look. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that, that deserves three or four stars by itself, no matter what else it is. But I haven't, I must admit, I haven't watched many of them. I've watched about three, and I quite like them, but but the writings and um, the acting is, is, it's okay, but mm. it's not, yeah, it's not, it doesn't excite me. I haven't yeah. seen any of it because I can't stand Vic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, well. I don't want to see him. I find Kirk. amateur theatre and amateur acting deeply, deeply embarrassing. So uh, I actually can't get into more information on my phone, but the season finale to Boldly Go Part 2 got 9.5. <laughs> But, it, 9 .5. Mm. but I mean, that must be one of the things where people who really care about that show are going to go in and, yes. and rate it. Yeah, like the user reviews are things like, cancel the reboot, things are fine the way they were. Uh, what an excellent job that Mr. Mignona and his crew have done. <coughs> <laughs> it's like fan fiction. If you are sitting down to watch a fan series you're already invested right right yes yes it, it's yes it's obviously a very it's a niche thing mm. to people who really love it 
But I think I should go and rate my favorite episodes of Discovery, like Point of Light, which is everyone's least favorite episode, but is one of my favorites and definitely my favorite of season two. That's Secret Klingon Baby. Secret Klingon Baby. Secret Baby. There are certain things that I care about. Like, obviously, I'm I'm in the middle of my, you know, biannual or semi-annual, whatever, ER rewatch, mm-hmm. as I'm, I'm always constantly uh-huh. rewatching ER all the time. And I don't think it's necessary for me to go rate ER because as much as I love it, plenty of people love it. And so it's fine. Mm. But yeah. something that is a small show that, you know, I have uh, life. I also do like a semi-annual rewatch of the Life TV series. That's Damien Lewis? Yes, Damien Lewis and Sarah Sahi. Sarah Sahi. yeah. And... I'm guessing that that doesn't have a huge fan base and probably very few women have, have rated it uh, just because it's a cop show and the, the definitely the men are the are the focus mm. even though Sarah Sahi is an equal partner but it's Damien Luce's story. Yes, certainly. That's, I don't. I don't want to encourage any dishonesty here. I don't want anyone to go. Not. I wouldn't get it from you anyway. But I don't want anyone listening to this to go and vote for something just because it's been voted down. Oh, vote for no. it if you like it. But, no, yeah. no. But I think if you if you like something enough to vote it, that's what I'm mm-hmm. getting yeah. out of this. If you yeah. like yeah. something enough, like maybe Attack of the Clones. I'm going to guess that Attack of the Clones has a very low rating, <laughs> and I'm going to go make it happier. I. Yeah. Like, it's it's like when the sad puppies tried to game the Hugo Awards, and that was the year I went. Oh, I could participate in the Hugo Awards, and that was when I became a voter. Like I can become a voter here too. Voting is great. One one film I don't know if either of you have seen the Glorious. No. About Gloria, not yet. Gloria Steinem. It's, it's on my list. Oh, right. I know I'm the one really, you mean. Yeah, I really really liked it. Um, really. It's got a very very low. Voting. Uh, 24% of people gave it one star. I saw it got some very lukewarm reviews, but not like two, three star, not one star. It's slightly avant-garde in its storytelling, which mm. might put some mm. people off. It has the actress who played um, Kestra Troy Riker as young Gloria Steinem. Oh, yes, yes, indeed, yes. And she's very good. Mm. Um, I mean, there are, there, are, there are four Glorias, and they're all very good. But yeah, only only five percent of women gave that a one star, but twenty four percent overall, I think. This so that's a lot. That's a lot of men, for some reason, not liking this film about a feminist icon. Weird. Oh, weird. Thank you so much for coming in and explaining all this. I I have a new hobby. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I, yes. I hope it's been interesting for people. It's um, I got I, I mean, one of the reasons I didn't look at the card. In fact, was that I. Spent so much time trawling through disco, I thought, I don't want to look at any more numbers. <laughs> no, so. no. Uh, the interesting thing was that Lower Decks rated higher than Picard and Picard rated higher than Discovery, which I think I think Picard should be the lowest, but that's just me. I'm just one soon-to-be voter. <laughs> yes, fair enough. I think Kester was the highlight of that series. Tim, do you want to say oh, where we sorry. can find you if we're interested in following up? Um, well, I, I, I was afraid you were going to ask me that. Um, I'm on Twitter at uh, TJ Pierrotini. 
but I don't tweet very interestingly. I think I like to think I retweet reasonably mm. interestingly, but I don't do much original stuff. Um, and that's about the, I have a Tumblr account, but that's kind of incognito. So um, <laughs> that's about it. As it should be. And, yeah. and YouTube. <laughs> I've got a YouTube channel, which has got some Doctor Who and Star Trek edits on it and a few things like that. Um, we'll throw some links so around. Was that? Okay. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Antimatter Pod. You can find our show notes at antimatterpod.tumblr.com, including links to our social media and credits for our theme music. You can also follow us on Twitter at at antimatterpod. Anti I say that every time. <laughs> at at antimatter... I can't. At at antimatterpod. And on Facebook, <laughs> also at at antimatterpod. If you like us, leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you consume your podcasts. The more reviews, the easier it is for new listeners to find us. Just like with our ratings. And join us in two weeks when we will be discussing the news out of First Contact Day, April 5th, and the whole fandom anniversary phenomena. All these strange made-up holidays that we now celebrate in all of our fandoms. It's a fake! May the fourth be with you.